Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast with the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio. And I'm Tom. And you're Tom. <laughs> it's Tom, <laughs> <I'm> everybody. <back. laughs> he is back. <laughs> how how the heck are you? I'm great, man. I'm married, you know, like a lot's been going on in the past couple of months here. You're married? I didn't know yeah. that. No. <laughs> of, course <laughs> I, of course I knew that. I was um I was really I wish I could have come to your uh wedding. Um you had it on uh when? It was New Year's Eve day. Yeah, I wish I could have had you shoot it, but I New had New Year's a, Eve another... day. New Year's um, Eve yeah. day. Yeah, so the day before it was the last day of December, so for for tax purposes, that turns out to be a good thing apparently. But uh, yeah, Catalina came over um, on a fiance visa from Colombia. I had met her sister in a fluke encounter over a year ago. We were both in Arizona for one day. This was before I had moved here. And we had both looked at the map and for a cool place to go explore. And we both ended up at the Superstition Mountains. And Catalina's sister was going from Hawaii back to Colombia had a one day layover in Phoenix. So wow. she was here. I was here to interview for my current job as the minister at Desert Palm Church. And we met, hung out, exchanged information. And when she got back to Columbia, she said, Hey, I think you might like my sister. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know a guy. <laughs> so now, you know, I, we say it's all Marcella's fault. Oh, know? well, but, yeah. Yeah. But... <laughs> But yeah, so life has been great. I, uh, wow, you know, been wow. been super busy, and the wedding was awesome. And eventually, uh, a, a friend of mine here in Arizona shot it. Duncan yeah. Maloney, very talented photographer. Uh -huh. So, um, eventually, I'll, I'll, I still haven't got the shots from him, but it was only oh. a couple of weeks ago. So, once I have some images, you know, we'll uh, try to get one up. Okay. Okay. Do we have we have any picture? I know there's one shot of you. Yeah, there's a few people. Uh, of course, we're you, you know shooting with cell phones. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh huh. So can we, we can we put one in the show notes? At least one just to oh, show. Oh, totally. Right, yeah, cool. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations, man. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sure. You know, everybody, you can send flowers to Tom <laughs> and his wife. Um, send film. Send no, film. Really. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But but film is coming back. That's yeah, part of is. our But But wait a minute. You know, this today. is, hang on, before we get to that, you know, this is our yeah. episode, our 50th episode. Remember you said yes. you would be here for 50. Yeah. And, 50 and, is the new 30. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, so this is our thirtieth episode. <laughs> yeah, do you know we start we started October two thousand fourteen, and I think we were wow. trying to do like one or two a month, and you know, well, here we are. We're you know, the January two thousand seventeen, and we're at fifty. We made it. That's a milestone, apparently. Yeah, feels good. It does it's feel good. It's been such a fun ride, and you We've know, covered that, a lot of territory. Yeah, and um, while you have been busy with real life um i've i've been able to get uh some shows in the can and uh i had uh sid and mac uh sometimes on the show they were uh, from our you know our switch switch to manual our switch to manual cousins in canada the um yeah we love those guys yeah, the shutter yeah, time they have the their own times. podcast and they've been gracious to 
be guests on ours. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, they want us win. on. They want both of us on their show. I know at some point. Okay, cool. Right. So Sid yeah. and Mac, you know, you guys let us know when, when Tom can get away from the from the family a little bit. We'll we'll come on to your show for something. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And and check this out. So, you know, we're we're a small podcast, right? I mean, we're we're you know we have a little niche audience, and we're very happy with that. But I met someone last night just randomly who knew about the show. Cool. And, what happened? Well, I was at Gene's this house. Was in- yeah, Brooklyn, I'd imagine. Yes, in Brooklyn, and you know, our our friend Gene Mealy, who we've had on the show, and is friends of both of ours. I uh, was having a birthday party for his wife, and had some people over, and one of the uh, people was a photographer. And I was talking to him. I was saying, "Well, you know, we were talking about something," and I said, "Yeah, I might want to do that in my podcast." Or I think I was talking about workflows. And he's like, "Yeah, what's your podcast?" I'm like, "Oh, well, our podcast is Switch to Manual." Uh, street shots. He goes. He goes. You're the switch to manual guys. <laughs> like, yeah. he goes. I listen to you guys. Um, guys. Uh, his name was uh, Chris Connolly. He's a photographer, and uh, I'll put a link in the show notes to his his work. He's a how would we say it? Uh, a photographer of intimate subjects. Um, so some of the pictures might be not safe for work, but they're very very nice. He's a very very nice photographer. Interesting. Um, but I was really excited that he listened to our show. You know. Uh, That's so cool. Yeah, it's fun to find somebody random uh, in the world who is, uh, you know, who listens to us. So, uh, hey, Chris, hopefully you're listening. And <laughs> shout out to you. And uh, it was great meeting you last night. So, yeah. So, anyway, I'm, I'm, re- I'm so excited to be together with you in uh, Tom, in, in the flesh, so to speak, uh, doing our show again. Um, I don't Thanks, even Tony. Know what to yeah, talk about. it's been too long. It's good to hear your voice. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I do know. I have a couple of things. I mean, we thought we'd do sort of a smorgasbord. It's our 50th, so I don't know what to do on our 50th. I mean, am I supposed to buy you a gift, or you're going to buy me a gift? Or, <laughs> or maybe maybe our listeners are supposed to buy us gifts. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I don't Definitely know. something to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I made a whole list of stuff to, that we could talk about, because there's so much we haven't talked about in a while, so... Yeah, well, Maybe. I want to hear about this class you're doing. Well, yeah, so um, I'm teaching a street photography class in Brooklyn. Uh, I'll give you the dates in a second, but the place I work for on a daily basis called Brick, um, Brick TV, they have an education department. And uh, I'm going to be doing a street photography class. Speaking of street photography, <laughs> Got there some we go. street noise in Got the background noises. there. This is New we York like City. We like to keep it me. real on Switch to Manual. We do. It wouldn't be our podcast if there wasn't a siren going outside my window. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, a couple of a couple of months ago, they decided to they do teach photography and they teach video production and stuff like that. But uh, one of the guys who is in charge of the uh, educational department says, "Do you want to do some street photography classes?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm interested." And he goes, "Yeah, well, we made a class just for you." And I go, "Really?" And so they created a street photography class. Um, basically it's a three hour class. Uh, we do a little presentation, we go out and shoot and then we come back and, uh, do a little more presentation and share photos. And it's a really nice little teeny tiny, you know, you get a taste of street photography Mm -hmm. and, uh, guess how much it costs. Mm -hmm. There you go. hundred bucks. Uh, you're off $20. Wow. It's a $20. That's because Brick is a non-for-profit. So everybody we teach, you know, they 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 make the classes um, very inexpensive. So $20, you know, here, I'm, I'm plugging my class. 
Uh, yeah, no, shamelessly. I mean, it's sure. it's nonprofit. It's a great chance for anybody who wants to learn more about street photography anywhere in there. Something you can get to New York. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's Brooklyn. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll put a link in the show notes. The dates are uh, January 28th, uh, February 18th, March 24th, and April 28th. So a couple of those are on Saturdays, and a couple of them are on uh, Fridays, I think. Fridays or Tuesdays? I don't know. I have to look at the calendar. Um, mm-hmm. But they're definitely during the daytime. Uh, and so they're all across the board. And, you know, we go out and shoot uh, in Brooklyn. So, you know. Go go check it out. And if you want to see, you know, hang out with me for a few hours, uh, I think that's uh, that would be a great way to do it. Um, it's not our switch to manual class, although we do talk. I do talk about, you know, how to shoot in manual, of course. Uh huh. And yeah, I, I hope right. you don't mind. So but you'll I do put share, a link. Yeah, you'll put a link on the show notes. Yeah, and I do share our book with the uh, with the class members. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah, you figured they the yeah we got to get it out there. Yeah, you know, or switch to manual, the the manual on manual. So, uh huh, yeah, yeah. So and, how to uh, shoot manually in one day? <laughs> how, how to become a photographer? The stuff I've been studying for thirty years, you can do it in one day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's great. And what a you know, Brooklyn. We both love to shoot on the streets of Brooklyn. So what a you know, that's so yeah, awesome that you're you know, in a position to give people some pointers, get them out in the streets shooting and then, you know, come back, reflect on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I, great. I show a lot of our friends work like, uh, you know, we had Keith Goldstein on and, uh, I don't know, spacing out on a few other people, but, uh, you know, they're part of the presentation. I, I try to show pictures from different street photographers before we go out so I can get everybody sort of uh-huh. jazzed, you know, cause I think uh-huh. it helps people to see, pictures you know to say yeah. what are the possibilities that you can do when you're doing street photography so i really get them jazzed first and then we go out and the last class that we had there was one i mean they all did pretty well but there was one student who like really listened and he came back with pictures that i wished i had taken wow yeah so i was very excited as the as the instructor to be able to see someone do that in three hours to be able to sort of get a, you know, jazz from it. And I mean, I think they all mm-hmm. jazz, but it was, you know, that tactile feedback when you see the picture and you say, wow, man, I wish I did that. So. That's know. high praise. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of Brooklyn, uh, for everybody, Tom and I, uh, I don't know if you know the story, but we met at a coffee shop in our, our my neighborhood, uh, his old neighborhood, a place called Kothra Cafe, which Kothra means what? Egyptian for tear, tear yeah. or drip or something like that. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, and I've always wanted to do some sort of project about like you know people meeting people in coffee shops. But Tom, I didn't like letting you know that I met another person at the coffee shop uh, uh-huh. recently. Um, this guy uh, who his name is David. Uh, I'm not going to give his last name, but you'll you can there'll be links to the stuff in the show notes, and he's part of this project. Uh, for re, um, making uh, reopening up a film factory in Italy. Yeah, you'd mentioned something about that. That sounds so in- intriguing. I guess, and we were kidding around about film coming back, yeah. but I guess there's some truth to that. Well, the the name of the company was uh, what is it? Film, uh, Ferran. <laughs> I'm getting this so bad. 
Some doggone Italian name. Italian name, yeah, Ferenia, F-E-R-R-A-N-I-A, Ferenia, the film Ferenia Project. I'm, I'm wrecking that, I'm sure. Um, but he's, they had, he's part of this project that was started on Kickstarter. And the quick story, and this will lead into a little talk here, but the quick story was they did a Kickstarter campaign to get this factory in Italy that the government could not afford to shut down. They couldn't afford to, uh, to just, you know, demolish this factory. Uh-huh. And, uh, so they started a Kickstarter to get it up and running again. And it's a film factory that makes 35 millimeter film and 120 film, 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 like real film. And uh-huh. I think they were the originally the manufacturers of film for, um, three M three M used to make this film, uh, or scotch, 3M or Scotch made this film that was really high speed, very grainy, and very artsy. And I think this was the factory that made those films. And I think they're going to be restarting those films again. That's so cool. So they've been a slightly delayed on, on their manufacturing. Anyway, I met this guy. He was just sitting there and he saw my camera sitting on the on the table, just sort of the same way you and I connected, you know, with like yeah. where our cameras were sitting there in a coffee shop, no less. And so he was telling me about this and I searched, you know, I did the internet search and saw what they were doing and it looked really, really cool. So anyway, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, you know, you hear that everybody's getting back into film these days. Uh, And I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. I know you're not so much of a film guy because you're, you've been mostly digital, but I wonder if you have any thoughts about that. Yeah, I kind of entered in, because I'm, I'm a little younger, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Younger than who? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe by like two weeks. No, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm messing with you. I'm going to reach through this well, and give you a smack. I mean, the... I would want to know what, what your thoughts on that, Tony, you know, specifically from the standpoint of like when when you're looking at images, um, I mean, I know we've talked a lot about sort of digital technology and getting to the point where the quality of the images have sort of, you know, um, come on par with each other. But in because you have worked with film so much, do you feel like there's a depth of color or vibrancy or something to be said for working with film? Well, okay, that's a very good question. Uh, and I, you know, the quality, the digital, today's digital quality is beyond what film could ever have been, I think. Okay. Uh, in fact, mm-hmm. I think it's almost more, you know, it's almost too much. Surpassed it. It's surpassed. Uh-huh. We've certainly gotten past that. I mean, even our, you were talking about before our phones. I mean, I have the 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 nine, the new iPhone 7 Plus, this big monstrous thing. And, you know, they've increased the amount of colors even on that. Huh. Uh, and, you know, I'm looking at the pictures. I'm like, man, these are, these are really good. And, you know, going back to my film days, and if I look at my film, I'm like, I don't necessarily think that the film had you know, that good technical qualities, but uh-huh. it's not, maybe it's not the technical qualities that we're going to be so concerned with. Um, there's other aspects to film that I think uh, you can't get with digital. And mm-hmm. part of it is, I, I don't know if you know, but I recently uh, bought a new lens for one of my Fuji cameras and it's from the company called Lens Baby. And mm-hmm. I interviewed those guys at the photo expo and they finally sort of, there was something that they had that 
that grabbed me and I ended up buying it. It was really an expensive lens. But what I what it let me do is sort of set up my camera almost like a film camera where I'm taking single shots and I'm, refo I'm focusing manually. And it really got the feel of the, what it was like to shoot film again. And mm. I realized, well, what are these characteristics of shooting film that um, are beginning to intrigue me again? And, mm -hmm. it sounds you know, like slowing down might be part of it. Slowing down is definitely part of it. Uh, it in fact, I think that's, a, that's probably the biggest part of it. Um, mm. When I was doing some research for tonight, I was looking up uh, what film stocks are still available in the stores. Uh, Fuji is still selling their film, Velvia and Provia, like 35 millimeter film. And it's really expensive. It's like $11 a roll, which is really funny. Because when, mm -hmm. when I bought film, when I used to buy a lot of film, I don't remember. I mean, obviously the prices have gone up because yeah. they, they make less of it. But if I was spending $11 a roll of film, not to mention, that's just for shooting film, not for processing, I would want to slow down. Yeah. I wouldn't be, you know, firing off 30 pictures the way I do now by accident or whatever. You know, mm -hmm. that's a lot of money for a roll of film. And I would want to make sure that the pictures are, you know, of quality, so I would I would naturally slow down and probably take the motor drive off my film cameras and not shoot that fast anymore. Yeah, and you think part of slowing down is becoming more selective, so there's kind of like a heightened degree of intentionality. Yeah, you know, yeah. the one thing that I'm a little bit not excited about is that because once I shoot the film, then how do I share it with people and how do I get it? you know, yeah. to, uh, more visible, uh, to the world and that requires scanning and, and there's always something lost in that process, um, because mm -hmm. you're never getting exactly the right colors from the scanner and what does the scanner work? Do I have an, I have an old scanner and like the, the, there's all these steps, you know? And so, and I don't have a dark room, so I'm not necessarily going to go and take my, my film into a dark room and make prints from it. Uh, mm -hmm. so there's that part. That's the, that's kind of the, you know, that would trip me up a little bit, but yeah, you lose some of the immediacy and so much of like the street photography that you do is that's part of the fun is just getting yeah. it out there in the world yeah, quickly. But I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I'm not necessarily keen about firing up my 35 millimeter cameras, but mm -hmm. I have a couple of medium format cameras, like a twin lens reflex, you know, the kind that you're looking down and there's two lenses and, uh, you, you know, use one as a viewfinder and one as a, um, do you need to get that? Uh, no, it's okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in, I'm in my office, but oh, uh, it'll go to voicemail. Yeah. There you no go. Words. Um, so, you know, this idea of firing up one of my older, bigger cameras with a larger format film, uh, I don't know. I mean, if you asked me this a year ago, I probably would have said, I, I, I know I probably said this. I'm like, I don't really care about film. But mm -hmm. this wave, like meeting this guy in the, you know, yeah, in the yeah. store. And then, I don't know if you heard, but Kodak is bringing back, um, they're actually coming back to try to bring back an ectochrome film. They Interesting. I didn't even know, actually, I did not even know this because I'm so out of touch with the film world. I didn't know they'd actually stop producing film altogether. I mean, color film altogether, I think. Uh-huh. I think they still well, do here's a Well, th here's a thought, just an added twist to it all, is that, you know, when you think about dying, uh, not a popular thought, I know, but mm. you know, where we sometimes we get philosophical on switch to manual, and there is this 
thing called mortality and the inevitability of the end. And, and so when you think about your life's work, you know, and all the images that you've taken over the course of your life, I mean, especially you, you know, you, you did, did a lot of shooting and film. And so when you think about the entire trajectory of your life's work, a lot of it's going to be film. And then, of course, a ton of it is digital. Mm-hmm. Um, but when all is said and done and you're just, you know, and somebody someday is looking at, at your images, it's an interesting thought to think that, you know, there might there might be some a reemergence of some film images that are just part of your body of work. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a it's an interesting thought to think of in relation to, you know, the all that we do and all the images that we capture. And, and just as we were just talking about how, you know, film does affect the, the process of the, the shooting process in particular. So just a yeah, thought. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because then it really isn't so much about the technical stuff. I mean, you know, film has yeah. its own quality. I, I, you know, I wouldn't I go so far to say is, you know, digital and film really are two different things altogether. Each has its own characteristic and one's not really, better than the other and again i'm can't believe i'm saying this <laughs> but <laughs> i have aged in a year or two years or ever since i started digital you know i've had all this time to start thinking about it and um you know at first i used to think that this was something that you know hipsters were doing and getting back in touch and trying to be cool and whatnot and, and you know whatever if that's how it started up again that's fine but you know it's starting to get legs you know this company is opening up in italy and Kodak is talking about bringing back film. There must be. It's not just a. It's not just a lark. I think. Yeah, yeah. You don't well, do this kind of stuff. It's a very expensive process to do this to, to uh, manufacture yeah. film. You don't just do that on a on a whim. You know, another another aspect that occurs to me is just the ephemeral nature of all the digital stuff. It's sort of like sometimes it feels like nothing. I, I mean, of course, you know, we've talked about printing your work and yeah. then it has some kind of durable life form. But mm-hmm. for the most part, so much of what we do, it's all virtual. It's on our computers. It's it's on websites and in uh, hard drives or right, on right. hard drives. And, you know, so, so there's something about that hands on light on film and that kind of alchemical process that then leaves a finished product of a print. Yeah. And, and as you're saying that the, the other thing that occurs to me is when I used to take pictures of film, this really, this comes up when um, I look at pictures of family who've, who are no longer with me. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I see the negatives and, and I start to realize that those negatives and those slides that have pictures of these people who are no longer people or animals, I should say also because I'm a cat person yeah. that are no longer with us. That that the light that bounced off of them and hit the film is what I recorded. Like that mm. piece of film is an actual record, physical record of the moment of time that I spent with that person or my cat or or whatever. Uh, or like when I was on a trip, you know, the light that was hitting this castle has bounced off and hit the film. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, digital, you don't have that. It's it's a it's a recording of light that's creating electricity that's sending signals to a, you know, a recording device. And there's no real, um, there's no physicality to that. I mean, in some way, mm-hmm. you know, whereas yeah, yeah. it's a film, I look at it and I'm like, wow, that film traveled with me to Germany and, or it was with my mom and I, when I was at this place and, and, uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, huh. that might not mean yeah. anything to anybody else, but it might mean mm. something to you and to me, you know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fascinating. Yeah, so I, I think about that a lot. I mean, when I, when I see these pictures that I have and they're, they're, they're shot on film and, you know, there's something more to that physical item than, than just something that's, oh, well, it records colors differently or it slows me down. There's a little bit more to that. So, I don't know. Something yeah, to, I like something, that. Something to think Celluloid about. Celluloid shroud. <laughs> Celluloid shroud, yeah. <laughs> wow. But, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, that, so let's keep an eye on that. I mean, I, yeah, I yeah. will, uh, I'm, what I'm hoping I'm is that. I'm going to buy stock in film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I buy some film stock. I think, uh, I'm hoping that maybe this guy, David from the film, uh, Vranya Project, Vranya Project is listening. And maybe you need a beta tester for some film stocks. So yeah, yeah, it could be fun to interview him too. For an yeah, episode. well, actually, oh, that's a good idea. I'll put that on the list if if everybody wants to hear what these guys are talking about. We'll link to the to the show notes uh, their company. And mm -hmm. he told me that we're recording today on uh, January sixteenth. I think I bumped into him yesterday or two days ago, and at the coffee shop, and he said, "Guess what I'm getting this week?" And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "I'm getting my first roll of film." Huh. Uh, so I wow. think this week he's getting a roll to test and he has to roll uh -huh. it himself. Like he has to buy a little cartridge and he has to. Wow. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. He has huh. to hook it up himself. So anyway, we'll, we'll, to, to be continued, we'll, we'll keep an eye yeah. on that, but, uh, you'll probably, you know, hear more about film as time goes on. I've got a lot of film cameras, so I'm not sure if you do Tom, but I think I'm going to. I got a couple laying around. Yeah. yeah but... I don't know. It's just interesting. I know getting processing is going to be difficult, but, uh, We'll see. So in, in relation, you know, sort of sideways in this, I mean, um, uh, this is, this is the week that we get a new president. So in four days, five days, four days, right? It's the 20th. Yeah. yeah. So, so we should talk about shooting protests. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know how many, uh, how many people are going to, you know, uh, turn off the podcast now, but. If you haven't, <laughs> if you listen to the show, you kind of get a feel for where Tom and I are coming from. But uh, uh, this week on Saturday, uh, Elizabeth, my wife, got uh, she actually she got an email from a friend who's coming into town, into New York City. Um, there's a uh, women's march that's going to take place uh, in front of the UN uh, on Saturday, so the day after the inaugura inauguration. So yeah, uh huh. Yeah, she, there's a big, huge women's march in D.C. In D.C., and then, yeah, like sister marches in yeah. cities across the country. It seems like there's going to be a lot of marching, both on the inauguration day and then the day after as well. Uh -huh. And uh, she wasn't; she was a little iffy about going, and she doesn't like crowds and stuff like that. And I said, "Well, what if I go with you?" Yeah. And she's like, well, then I'll go. And I'm like, okay, I'll go with you. And what I was thinking along the lines was like, well, I'll go in March because, you know, I'll support the, got to support the team, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I thought, well, hey, here's a great opportunity for me to bring my cameras with me too, because it's going to be probably a heck of an event to photograph. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. The last time I was at a, uh, a march is a very, very long time ago. Sorry to say. I know you're more active in this department, but I wanted to talk to you about, all right, so if I'm going to go and photograph uh, an event like this, what let's, let's talk about that a little bit. What does that mean 
<clears throat> you know, what it you know, what kind of tips, what are your experiences? What do we watch out for? Let's, let's just go into that a little bit. He's like, I'm going to go to this thing. I haven't been to one in a while. I'm bringing my cameras. What am I in for? Mm-hmm. Well, just so happens I came from a March today. Um, there was a big interfaith Martin Luther King Jr. Peace walk here in Phoenix. Um, so, you know, it's, I've got some things fresh on my mind. One, you know, I, I think it's sort of like shooting a parade. I mean, part of what, part of the challenge is not just to come away with, you know, 200 identical pictures that mm-hmm. you just look at and you see, you know, um, a, a shot of a huge crowd. And it's oftentimes I think part of the challenge is like putting things in some sort of perspective and or lifting up the, you know, um, kind of gleaning some cool smaller details that speak to the larger thing that's happening. Like one thing I like to do oftentimes at rallies and protests, like people will be wearing Mm t-shirts that have really cool messages, you know, like a quote of writing on the back. And so sometimes what I'll try to do is, um, get fairly close to the t-shirt, but have enough of the background to suggest you know, a crowd, a gathering, a rally or whatever, just to capture the kind of the mood. And, mm-hmm. um, but to be able to read the quote, you know, because then I just know from experience, that's one of those pictures that then, um, kind of that'll, that'll hold up over time, you know, because then whatever the, the quote is, um, you know, it's it, usually uh, related to what's going on uh, yeah, in some way. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, I mean, saying... sometimes like, like, you know, Today, there was probably people, I, mean, I know there were people with quotes from MLK, you know, and mm-hmm. I I didn't do that, but I just, I happened to see one quote that I liked, and so I, you know, shot that a little bit, but, you know, so there's that. I mean, there's, oftentimes there's groups that'll have banners, and, um, you know, again, that's sort of like you can end up with a bunch of shots that look the same, but, um, at the same time, I think sometimes, you know, those can be meaningful shots and especially for the organizations, like I've taken a lot of those and sent them to the groups that Mm -hmm. have them today. There, there was, um, a, a group of like girl scouts that were at this MLK, um, event and they were just so adorable, you know, (laughs) I couldn't help but stop and, um, and that, that, that's another thing actually. And I, I don't think I really stopped. I was like, you end up walking backwards a lot, you know, when you're in a protest <laughs> so, and, so and that careful. of course can be hazardous, but yeah, you yeah. know, it's, it's just comes with the territory and, yeah. well, and that's I, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's actually been a little while since I've, I can't remember when the last protest was that I was in. I mean, actually there was one for over the standing rock tribe of the Sioux and the Dakotas over that pipeline access recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but this, this was like the first time I'd been in a March in, in a few months. And so I, I found myself, um, running along the side, you know, mm-hmm. um, where you often see, you'll, you'll see all the photographers like kind of running along the outskirts and usually they will be, um, uh, March marshals that, that are trying to keep the crowd in order and, and trying to keep people out of the street or whatever it is. But usually they'll, you know, if you're running around with a big camera, they'll give you a little leeway and yeah. kind of look the other way. But 
you know, so you run along the side and try to find something to get up onto to get a little perspective. That's another helpful trick, I think, for so shooting protests. You can see the, you can see the expanse of it. And how, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you can get up a little bit, like up onto a, you know, halfway up some stairs or, um, and I, that's another thing too, you know, oftentimes when you're in one of those big protests, like, um, you know, <clears throat> you've known it's coming for weeks and you're planning and you're there and you're all over it. But for a lot of people who are just going about their daily lives and had no idea it was even going to happen, you get that kind of wide eyed kind of like, mm. wow, you know, people looking and responding. And I, I love capturing that energy too. So like, it's almost like there, there's two groups that you're going to photograph. You can photograph the, and you're part of the protest and you're photographing the people in the protest. But then there are all the spectators who are just like odd. We're not part of officially what's going on. Exactly. But, yeah. yeah. And then there's like a contrast. In, in this, there can be a contrast between the two as well. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, I mean, you can just imagine like in, in, in New York, I oftentimes there'd be like barbershops and that's kind of fun with the mirrors and mm -hmm. people inside looking outside. And yeah. sometimes I would run into, um, you know, various businesses or storefronts and try to shoot from inside out and, you know, just playing around, trying to get different angles and perspectives. Is that while you're effects. also part of the, a part of the uh, event as well? Yeah. Like, so yeah. you're just taking time to like find other perspectives and still then going back and then marching with everybody. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then that, I mean, that does raise sort of the kind of journalistic, kind of you know questions of like are you there documenting who are you shooting for are you actually part of the protest and shooting it from that perspective or are you you know trying to come at it from more of being a neutral observer but you know i was always shooting as like a participant right well that makes you part of the you're part of the story as well so i, uh -huh. I was going to ask you what what do you do if you start to find people who are counter protesting and you know i imagine there's going to be a lot of friction i don't know what the 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 protest i mean or the march i should say i don't know if it's a protest it's a march uh -huh. i don't know if there's going to be any counter you know uh marches yeah. toward this because this is a march of uh how, how is it described let me just see um it is let's see uh is this? Well, it's just a, it's a march to to talk about civil rights. So I can't imagine there's gonna be yeah, anybody yeah. and women's um, rights and equality. Equality, yeah. It's a yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I can imagine there's the other people. Work is big enough that whatever of, the cause, there'll be a small group that's you know explicitly opposed to that cause. Okay, so what what um, do you recommend when you see that happen? I mean, if you're again, you're part of the you're part of what's going yeah. on and you're photographing. So what? What do you do when you come across that? I mean, you're you're want do you want to record well, the other side of you it? You know, or? it can it can it can be interesting. I mean, I, and I've certainly taken a lot of shots of counter protesters, but um, I mean, of course, you you do want to exercise caution, you know, because um, I mean, and, and that's probably just a good general guideline for shooting political protests because there's oftentimes going to be, I mean, in general, it's totally mellow and I'm, I'm often sort of kind of, you know, just chuckling to myself when I see like 
moms pushing strollers and at this MLK event today, you know, there was like this really cute elderly woman um, walking with a walker and it was like a two mile march, you know, and Mm -hmm. I, I just instinctively took her picture and then (laughs) stopped and chatted with her and said like, Hey, I, I really admire the fact that you're out here doing this and, you know, walking with a walker. And she was like, I would not miss this if my life depended on it. And yeah, it was just so cool, you know, but, but it, you know, I mean, especially when you come up against counter protesters, you know, you could, you could get some nutty people and you just never know. But well, it's um, also and when because, you start taking some, huh? sorry, I was going to say, because you're, if you're part of the event that's going on, you know, if you're not a journalist um, and you come across counter protesters, they might, take a front to what you're doing. And so you, you, like you said, you do need to be careful about that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I guess it depends on how you're presenting yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, and, so you got to take that into consideration too. Right. I mean, but, it's everybody's right course, to protest in, in either way. And so we, you know, we yeah. sort of respect that on, on both sides. I mean, that's what yeah. we're about here, but. I mean, just human interest. I think there's the, the interaction between protesters and counter protesters is there's just something innately interesting about that. So, you know, it is kind of a, it's just an inherently interesting thing to try to capture. Um, I mean, oftentimes in New York, it seems like the counter protesters were in a really small penned in area because Mm -hmm. it's a liberal city and there'd be tens of thousands of people marching against the war or whatever. And then there'd be a small group just kind of, you know, more blindly patriotic, but so yeah, it's an interesting thing to shoot. Yeah. So I know that you're uh, generally a Mr. Wide angle guy uh, when you shoot these protests. Um, I know I've seen your pictures of it and and you often are shooting very wide. Um, Would you ever consider shooting close up stuff or I mean, what, yeah, I, I, I do. Um, I, I do enjoy taking some shots with the telephoto because then, you know, I mean, with the wide angle, as we've talked about before, you want to get pretty much right on top of somebody. So then they're generally aware of you. Um, but with, you know, with the telephoto, you can kind of get that sense of like the historical moment and you can get mm-hmm. really close and, um, and just sort of capture the, feel and and particularly with somebody with signs that's another thing that you know can be really fun and and when all is said and done and you go back and look at images i've noticed that those are often the images that hold up well are very well worded signs and obviously people will put a lot of time into what they put on their sign and Um, and so when you get somebody holding one, um, and, and that can be really tight, you know, you don't have to see 10,000 people. You can, you can just get a hint of the crowd, but, but, but really get up close and with the telephoto, I like doing that. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about approaching this with my street photography style, you know, so I'm actually going, I mean, I want to be part of this March and uh, you know, it, it sounds like it can be historic. I mean, there could be a hundred thousand people in front of the UN. I don't know how often that's happened. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah. you know, considering the way, you know, what's going on in the next week, you know, 
you know, we don't know what's going to happen. And so to be sort of part of this, um, but yeah. to really approach it with a sense of, uh, you know, I want to record this. I want to record it in a style. Um, I don't know what will come of the pictures. Maybe nothing. Maybe it's just, you know, a record of the event of that day. Um, mm -hmm. but I do think I'm going to tackle it with my, you know, hopefully with my style, you know, if possible. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that's part of the, um, fun and, and the opportunity is to sort of bring your own unique lens, you know, <laughs> pun intended to this historical moment. And I, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's been so many unprecedented aspects of this whole, you know, election campaign and now approaching inauguration that yeah this is definitely stuff to be captured you know at the un too there's um that i usually where the marches end down there at like dog hammerstein um Hummerstein. park yeah. and the in the background there's um like a part of a nuclear missile, um, sort of like a ballistic missile shell on the ground, and and there's a figure over it. It's kind of it's like a modern reproduction of Saint George killing the dragon, and oh, the dragon right. is is the nuclear missile. And and I've I've noticed you know shooting protests that end at the UN, oftentimes that's in the background because it's pretty big. So mm -hmm. that's that's something to look for and okay. I'll look for to it. be mindful of as a powerful symbol in the background of sort of the battle against evil. Yeah. So any other tips? I mean, I'm I'm walking backwards. Yeah. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> Sometimes. Uh yeah. although, knowing me, I'll probably walk forwards and then, you know, use my camera at my hip or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking for maybe contrasting subjects. Um I'm looking for uh, context, so people in context, so we know what's going on. Uh huh. Um, yeah. What else? What else? I mean, you know, one one thing, especially in New York with a big rally, it's like you know when you can get into a building that's you can go up a couple of flights, you know. Uh -huh. yeah, um, yeah. Or when there, when there's an overpass. I mean, I noticed today on the MLK walk we were as we were getting into Phoenix, I mean, it was a two mile walk, but it kind of ended in a sort of a downtown area. And there was a pedestrian overpass. And, you know, of course I saw a bunch of photographers up there and that, um, you know, that kind of elevation, I mean, oftentimes, you know, you'd just be jumping up onto like a, a bus bench or yeah. a wall or a, a part of a flight of steps. But well when you can actually get up over everybody that you can get some cool views too. Well, there's the, there's the good use for the dreaded selfie stick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, mean, I don't have one, but, um, I do have, uh, I do have a monopod once, which I used, uh, when I was photographing at the Botanic Garden and I wanted to get viewpoints that I couldn't get. Uh, I put the camera on top of this, this monopod. I flipped it around and I put the camera on top and I had a remote control release and mm -hmm. the camera was essentially i don't know i can't remember how i'm six foot and so at another seven feet so 13 to 14 feet in the air yeah you know so if you can't yeah that's gonna make a difference yeah if you can't necessarily get out to find what you're talking about like a building or something like that if you have a pole long enough 
And a lot of these cameras now, like my Fuji camera has Wi-Fi, so I can control the, I can trigger it with Wi-Fi. Wow, so that's I can cool. Hold it. Although I don't know if they're gonna, I don't know if this is gonna be one of those protests. Uh, uh, excuse me, I keep saying that. This is gonna be one of those marches where they're gonna be ultra security, and I can't have a monopod. You know? Yeah. So uh huh. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll bring it. I'll sling it across my shoulders, and they say, you know, you something. can't use it. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's gonna be so many people. I'm sure there'll be times where nobody's paying attention, and you can use it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the one thing I don't want to do. Is like, the, I guess the idea is I'm not getting, you know. Uh, arrested but this doesn't seem like it's going to be the kind of event where that's going to happen uh, yeah no so. i don't think so i mean there may be some people getting arrested and of course that's a, a powerful thing to shoot but usually that's people who are intentionally planning to commit acts of civil disobedience and the police will oftentimes give them warnings i mean they'll lie down and block traffic or you know mm. i mean most of where you guys will be going i, I would imagine that um roads will be closed but you know, that's yeah, generally, yeah. you have to try to get arrested. Yeah, but then you have to be careful on how you're approaching. If you want to go taking pictures of people who are getting arrested, you need to be careful, right? Because this environment yeah, where generally, now, if you don't you have know, a press pass, photo. yeah, but if you don't have a press pass around your neck, you know, uh, you know, you're you're not there in an official way. You just need to, you know, just be aware of these things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, if you have a press pass, generally you're going to be fine with the police or something. Um, but if you don't, if you're part of the event itself, you you know, you just need to be careful, especially if you're walking around with a lot of gear. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. I mean, there's so many people nowadays, you know, shooting that it's. Um, oh, that's true. We're, there's, yeah. Everybody's going to have a camera with them. I mean. Yeah. Literally. I mean, you'll you'll get in situations where. You can have a, you know, a cop coming towards you kind of like with his hand out, just trying to block you and stop you from taking pictures or something like that. But for the most part, it's a free for all, you know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I guess I guess there's the safety in numbers. I mean, in some way that, yeah. you know, the vast majority of people who are going to go to this most likely will have, a you know, a, a, a smartphone with a good camera on it. And they'll probably be mm -hmm. taking pictures with it. And I'm going to, I'm not going to go with a, you know, a major DSLR. I'm going with my Fuji cameras, which just look like, you know, point and shoot cameras. So they're, they're kind of innocuous. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 That'll help. Yeah. All right. You'll be nimble. <laughs> yeah. Nimble. And I mean, that's the other thing I would say if it's sort of similar to just regular street photography is no, no matter what you're shooting with, you know, you want to kind of have, have one camera ready. Um, and just in general, be ready because things can happen quickly. I mean, and depending on the protest, sometimes, you know, it is intense and there are confrontations and all of a sudden somebody will be getting arrested and, or there'll be a little bit of chaos and things can happen really fast. So if you're, you know, if you're ready, you mm -hmm. could, you know, can get some very powerful, memorable shots yeah. that way. Well, and sometimes it's just sort of a, you know, a, a fleeting moment. That's really beautiful that if you're, if you're really ready and, and, uh, you know, got your eyes wide open, you know, you, you'll be able to catch some stuff that might otherwise just pass you by. Yeah. And I know that this event is, uh, is rain or shine. So yeah, uh, if it's going to be a rainy day and I'm going to go with my uh, hobo, uh, my hobo plastic bag. Protectors. Totally. Yeah. Now we've <laughs> talked about that. I mean, you get some of the best shots in the rain. So yeah. Yeah. Well, pair of gloomy days. So. Yeah. It should be interesting. And I get the feeling, you know, with the way things are going, there's, there's going to be a lot more of this coming up in the future. So, uh, 
you know, for anybody who wants to go and be part of an event like this, a political event, and bring your cameras with you, you know, just uh, be mindful and and uh, remember what your part is in this. You know, if you're part of the pro, if you're part of the uh, march, you're part of the protest, uh, or you're recording it from from the outside, just so don't, I guess understand your role in it too is is going to help, and it's also going to help you, I guess how you're going to present the photographs as well, right? Yeah, totally. And with social media, you know, there's so many ways to share things. And I yeah, I yeah. think that's part of the power of photography, you know? I mean, you have a guy standing with a sign who, you know, um, or a woman standing with her sign, since it's the women's march right, coming up. Right, and, yeah. you know, somebody's thought long and hard about what they want to put on their sign, and they're kind of going to a lot of trouble. And, you know, and, and how... A, how many people are going to see it, you know, right. X number of people will see it that particular day. But if you get a beautiful shot of it and you put it out on social media, then a lot more people see it. So, you know, if it's a, a message, a theme, things that you resonate with and care about, then, you know, that's a way to, um, to help spread the message. Yeah. And, you know, the other practical part is, is like use the camera to record, you know, websites and hashtags that you see people, um, uh, showing on their signs or stuff like that so that you can then share the pictures with them uh, on social media easier. So uh, the camera yeah. is a good way to record that, you know, quickly so you know what, what to do when you're, uh, after you've processed the pictures or you're uploading them. You know, you can yeah, send that's them to a the good website. point. Sometimes yeah. you just want to snap something. Like if somebody's carrying a sign, you get a cool shot of them and but then you realize, you know, there's a banner associated with their group. You can yeah. just yeah. just take a shot to get that information. Yeah. And video is fun too, you know. Oh, well, that's mean, true, right? I, people start singing, and um, you know, it didn't even just, occur. I didn't even think about that. Wow. Yeah. 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 I took I took a, a tiny bit of video today because people were singing at the MLK march, and it was really cool. Yeah, I have noticed that the uh, um, iPhones video as we get further into the you know the the newer iPhones, and I'm sure the newer uh, Google phones and stuff like that, the, the video quality is really really good. But the audio quality is surprisingly good too, um, for these little phones. I mean, I've had them in concerts, and and you think they would blow the the microphones out, and they actually do quite well. So yeah, it didn't even occur to me that I could do video as well, because um, it's very easy to switch the camera into video mode, and uh, or you know use my phone for for videos as well. And like you said, for music and stuff like that, it might be nice to put yeah. together a slideshow too with the pictures and the and the video as well. Yeah, it's definitely something to keep in mind, you know, depending yeah. on how what you end up seeing. And lots of times in these big marches, you know, there'll be groups that have performances, dances, or you know, I there's that one. Uh, I think it's like the Mechanical Rude Mechanical Orchestra in New York. Oh, they show really? up at a lot of protests, and they're awesome. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I might. I might also add, just as we were talking about film before, like a, 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 an event like this, you could end up taking lots and lots of pictures. And it might be the good opportunity to to have some, I guess, restraint. But, you know, because if I come back from one of these things, and if I have a thousand pictures to look through, I might just say, well, you know what, I'm going to do it later. And so maybe it's a All good right. time to really pick and choose the photographs that you want to take and not go overboard so that you actually maybe will do something with the pictures and not consider it like a job when you get home to sit there like oh, i got 1200 pictures what am i gonna do i don't want to do this now 
you know, so. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. There's a balance there to be found, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've got enough stuff to do and I like, I like to share these pictures. And so maybe I will use this as an opportunity to just see, like, you know, going back to what we're talking about film, how to slow down and make the pictures more yeah. valuable and more meaningful and not just go, you know, pray and spray and, you know, uh, spray and pray uh-huh. say, uh, and hope for the best. Try to really look for that moment that you want take it, take a couple of shots and move on to the next thing and just, uh, you know, be mindful of that. Um, cause there's, there's so, we're, we're so overwhelmed with stuff now. I mean, yeah, it's know. true. Yeah. I'm not getting paid. I'm, believe me. I'm when I get home with these pictures, I'm not getting paid to edit them, you know? So I have to take my time right. out. So, I mean, I'm, I'm saying this more for myself because, you know, I, I want to share the pictures. I want to go there and take the pictures. This should be f- an interesting thing. I haven't, been in a protest in a long time maybe since the since the reagan era <laughs> um, <laughs> i think yeah maybe but you know I, I don't think i was photographing as much back then um so anyway i want to i want to be part of this and i want to take pictures and i want to share it so anyway that's that's great info tom i know you've you've done a lot of this can can you send me some of the pictures so we can share um yeah from your, yeah from the totally okay cool. yeah all right. Well, I'm I'm looking at our clock, and we've we've gone for <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this while. has been a fun 50th anniversary yeah, episode. 50th, 50th episode. Tell folks how to find us. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I I mean I I'll leave some stuff for next time. I mean maybe I'll I have a review of that lens baby I want to talk about. Actually, I might bring that to the event. Maybe I'll shoot with that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, because that forces I have to manual focus that, so that might force me to really uh-huh. slow down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I'm not going to shoot film. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that yet. But uh, <laughs> this would be the next best thing. So yeah, maybe I'll do that, and I'll I'll post pictures, or we'll talk about it later. Maybe when I do the review. So yeah. Anyway, it's been it's been so good to be able to connect with you again. The switch to manual guys, because I kept saying that, and I feel like I'm by myself. <laughs> the switch yeah. to manual well, guys, it's and good it's just to reconnect, me. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, keeping uh, you know keeping the flag waving so. I'm so glad we've done 50 of these and, uh, you know, I wouldn't, uh, want to do it with anybody else, Tom, you know, you're... thanks dude. Yeah. Switch to manual, man. That's yeah. right. Yeah. All right. So that's the end of 50. We made it. We did it. 50 is the new 30, as he said at the beginning. Um, <laughs> yeah. And let me go through all the, the stuff. Well, you know, uh, everybody, you could find us at our website. It's switch to manual.com. Uh, so you can go there and see our stuff in the show notes and, and uh, whatnot. We're on Twitter at switch the number two manual, so switch to manual. And while you're on Twitter, you can follow me at am rosario and follow Tom at witness photog p h o t o g. Uh, like Mac and Sid say, we are on the Bookface. Um, we like Facebook, so <laughs> join us on Bookface. <laughs> that's that's what Mac says. Um, uh, you know, I, I have, uh, made a Flipboard magazine uh, for anybody who doesn't know what Flipboard is, is a great way to share magazine articles. Uh, and, and so we curate something on flipboard.com slash at AM Rosario. We have a switch to manual magazine there. So, you know, subscribe to us there. We, we post articles about fun stuff. And if you uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, please give us reviews. That helps us somewhat become popular. We need to get more popular. Please tell your friends about us and uh, send us any information or questions you want at info at switchedmanual.com. Any tips, anything you want us to talk about, send it. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it on the show. 
Uh, just so you know, we also offer portfolio reviews on our website. Uh, you can uh, find the link there. You send us your pictures and we give you reviews. It's a great way to help support the Switch to Manual guys on our site. Um, please, you know, give us a try. We have three paid tiers and a free tier, which I keep saying I'm going to get rid of, but I haven't done yet. So if you want to test this out, try the free portfolio review one picture and uh, we'll get back to you. Also, we've got a YouTube channel, <laughs> which we started uh, with TipCast. I haven't added much to it lately, but uh, now that Tom's back, I'm feeling energized. So I might put some stuff up there so you can get that. Cool. Uh, yeah, you can get that on our website. And, and hey, if you guys are really feeling generous, you know, this is a uh, 2017 the world's going to be taking an interesting turn so you know, there's that little uh paypal button that you can send us some uh, chump change some tips if you want both on our podbean page and on our website page so if you're feeling generous and you want to help us uh, support the show we'd really appreciate it and for those of you guys who've done that we really love you guys thank you so much for supporting us and now that tom's back and settled down we're going to get our prints on our website to start selling you're, you're up for that tom right yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So that would be another way to support the show when we get that up and running. And I've got a goal to do that for you know the next month. So you can uh, buy our prints. So did I get everything? I think I did. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. All right, everybody. This has been great being 50 episodes with you guys. And all I can say is uh, see you later. Adios. Adios.